from praising God and from letting God just do miraculous and glorious things here today. Amen. Maybe seated for a few minutes. I just want to. I just want to share a few things with you. If y'all are. Y'all are ready for it. Are y'all ready to hear some good things that God has done? Amen. Amen. That's one. I tell you one. God is good to us. You know, we, we've been talking about making God our priority. Making him, you know, that that first and only option. Yeah. And uh, Sister Faith, I'm going to brag on you a little bit here. We got a text from Sister Faith that she said that uh, the, other, the other morning, her, uh, she, she woke up and she was in really bad pain. Felt like gallstone or something and she said she remembered the message and so she said you know what I'm going to make God my option instead of getting up and you know going to the doctor or getting up and trying to find some medicine or whatever she said I'm just going to pray and ask God to, to take this pain away and she said it, it wasn't very long after she prayed that all of a sudden it subsided and she went right back to sleep is it God good to it? Sister Jennifer, I know that uh, we had uh, prayed for her mom. Her mom had been having really bad pain in her leg. We prayed for her. God's touched her, and that pain has subsided. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Sister Fran gave a testimony this morning about uh, her. We, we prayed last week for her brother and for her dad. And um, she said her dad did something this, this past week that he hasn't done. And, in several years now, right? He, he was able to do something that he hadn't been able to do. So thank the Lord. God's working. God's doing miracles. Her brother who, who has cancer, is, uh, he went for a PET scan. The, the results came back. The cancer is 90% gone from his body. other 10%. I've got faith for a total and a complete healing. I don't serve a partial, halfway, almost there God. I serve a God that is able to do to the other one. But all together. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 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 I, just, I, I feel some anointing. Yes. I feel some power in this place. Yes. Let me just let, let me just kind of set the stage for the rest of the service, okay? I'm releasing everybody here. You've got my permission as pastor to follow the leading of God. Amen. Amen. You all right with that? Amen. Amen. So that means if God starts leading you to, you know, to do something. It's okay. You go ahead and do it. Amen. If God leads you to, to pray with someone, by all means, pray with them. Yeah. If in the middle of the preaching today, if the Holy Ghost anointing hits you and you just want to start speaking in tongues, well, by all means, do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get up and shout and start praising the Lord, that's okay. Amen. We were singing that song, and, and, and in the song, it started progress, or, or professing a, a, uh, a blessing. 
that started pronouncing a blessing. And, and I, I was listening. And listen, I'm not, I'm not getting on to you. It, we were just singing. I get it. But I, I started listening to the words and I thought, man, if somebody was going to come up and pronounce a blessing over me, I sure wouldn't want them to come out, come up to me and say, may the Lord bless you. He may. And, and, and may he keep you. Yes. And, and may he bless your family. May he bless your children. No, I want someone to come up with authority and declare the blessings of God. I want yeah. someone that has the power of God to come up and say, Brother, the Lord's blessing you. Brother Dennis, the Lord, his hand is upon you, and he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you and your wife. He's going to provide for you. He's going to open up the windows of heaven over your home. There's miracles that are coming into your house. There's anointing that's moving upon you. Things that don't seem to be uh, uh, possible are going to begin to come become possible in your lives. Things that this world would look at and say, oh, you can't do those. Guess what? You're going to be able to do it because the Lord's blessing is upon you. How about another miracle that God's done? I, I'm here to tell you this morning, God has done a miracle for this church. Yes. 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 We, we've been praying about having a, having a place. Uh, we've been praying about being able to, to find a, a, a piece of property or a building or whatever it is. Well, God's answered that prayer. Oh, no. On a piece of property that's in Claremont, Florida, not, not Claremont Pentecostal Church that's located in Grove, but Claremont Pentecostal Church is in Claremont. Just over the four-acre piece of property that God made the door for, and we are purchasing the property. God's going to move on our behalf, and He's going to provide the funds that we need. Property at about three hundred thousand dollars, at least below what market value is. This property has been on the market for over fourteen months, and nobody saw it. Oh, but when when God opens the door, all of a sudden. It, it becomes possible. Listen, we th there was a there was a realtor. He's been a realtor for a while. Mm -hmm. That's involved in the sale of this property. 
If he's going to do his job as a realtor, he needs to market it to the people that would be interested. Correct? Yes. This is a piece of property that should be a commercial piece of property. It was, it was a, it's a piece of property that the property surrounding it are commercial. Yeah. It's a piece of property. It's on uh, Hancock Road. It's on the corner of Hancock and Johns Lake Road. Yeah. It's the corner piece wow. right at the line. Yes. Wow. It's a beautiful piece. Wow. It's a piece that should have been marketed as commercial. Yeah. But for 14 months, yeah. he's marketed as, a, as an agricultural piece of property in the double-wide mobile home. And, and nobody wants a double-wide mobile home on Hancock Road. People want that for a church. They want that for something that, 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 that's going to be a, a, a ride and a proper use. And for 14 months, it's been sitting there, hidden, waiting for, waiting for us to reach the point where God says, okay, now. Yes. And God has set that. I don't know about you, but that's like saying sick of to a bulldog because God, I'm ready. Lord, I've been praying. The church has been praying. And you know what? We don't have the $500,000 that we're paying for this piece of property in our bank account right now. But you know what? That's nothing to God. Yeah. God has, God has blessed our ministry and, and God is going to continue to bless the ministry. And that piece of property, I'm the, I, I, I honestly believe and I'm telling you today as your pastor that I'm moving forward on getting it properly rezoned. I'm moving forward on getting, we're going to get plans in place and we're going to build on that property. Listen, God is not limited. He, he's limited by our faith. He's limited by our actions. I'm no longer about being this little timid person that, you know, well, yeah, God can do that. No, God's going to do it. you when you show up for work does your boss meet you at the door and just start lavishing you with praises for being there and being on time and oh I am so thankful that you came today I, I mean I've been up all night just praying oh I hope they're here tomorrow because this company will fall apart without them <laughs> anybody ever experience that no you show up and, and you're expected to do the labor that you're hired to do. <laughs> Holy Ghost help you. We have been hired by the Lord as laborers in his harvest. And God is waiting on us saying, when are you going to show up and start working? Well, God, if you'll just open a door, I'll walk through. No, I'm going to go start looking for an open door. Yeah. I'm going to look for a place to do some 
You know, and so many, so many Christians today, the presence of God in a service, and, and God does some great things. God does miracles there. They're excited. They're exuberant. And they want to stay right there and just say, oh, man, this is, I, I'm camping out right here. I'm going to stay right here because I know that the presence of God has been here. I know that I, I've seen some great things here. But, you know, that's not what Elisha did. Elisha went and picked up the mantle and he wrapped that over him and he began to walk away from that place. Oh yes, the presence of God was there. He saw it visibly. Oh, but he walked away from that place saying, there's something that I need to go do. Elijah was about the father's business and if I'm going to, if I prayed for that double portion, I better get busy. And so he walked until he came across that, that river and he pulled that mantle off. He said, I've seen this done before. Yeah. And those waters parted and he walked across. He, yeah. he went and, and started going into places. There was a king that said, is there not a prophet in the land? And he said, oh yes, there's a prophet here. I'm the one. And he began to prophesy. He began to do miracles. Why? Because he wasn't satisfied. He, he wasn't enough for him just to be in the place where God moved one time. That's right. Right. He said, oh no, God's not done. God's not finished. He's still got more. Let's move forward. Let's go get it. Let's go get it done for God. I believe that as Christians, sometimes we like to stay in church because we feel we feel some good things. And you know what? It's good for us to be in church. It's important for us to be in church. Can, can I just tell you my opinion? It is imperative that you be in church. The, the Bible says to not forsake the assembling together of yourselves. We need one another. We need corporate prayer. We need corporate worship. We need to be in the house of God. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday morning. It doesn't matter if it's Tuesday night. It doesn't matter if it's a special prayer meeting. It doesn't matter if we start having service here every day of the week. We need to be here. We're here to worship God, but God responds to us. God does things to us. God benefits us from being here. And we, in turn, benefit each other. Oh, the, the Bible talks to us about uh, exhorting one another, strengthening one another, lifting one another up. Praying for one another. It even talks about if you see a brother that's that's in sin, that you should go to them, that you should pray for them and help them, that they can be restored. Yes, we need each other. Yes. We need to be in the house of God. Yes. Listen, I, I don't get up here and, and, and preach. I don't prepare sermons. I don't spend time studying. 
the Word and putting these together just because uh, it's something I enjoy doing. I do enjoy it. But listen, it's good for us. It's good for you. It's good for me. We need to be in the presence of God. Let me read a psalm to you. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. Amen. We are his people Amen. and the sheep of his pasture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man, there's, there, there's a message just in that one verse. Yes. There's a message there. Listen, we're talking about the kingdom of God and God's kingdom and, and, and the, the nature of the king and his kingdom. We are part of that. Yeah. We're not of this world. We're aliens here. Yeah. Amen. Elon Musk may think he's an alien, but we are truly aliens. Yeah. Because we're not of this world. We have been born again, and we're of another world. Yeah. We've got another kingdom that we're under that authority. We've got another king that rules over us. Psalm continues on and says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. And we love to quote that, that, that last part of that scripture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And that's a wonderful thing. I believe that when we get out of our cars on Sunday morning and we start walking up to here, we ought to start praising him. Yeah. We, we, ought to, we ought to enter into those doors with a praise on our lips. We ought to open the door and we ought to be, we ought to be thinking in our mind or speaking out loud saying, Oh, thank you, God, that I get to walk into your house one more time. Oh, Lord, I give you praise that you kept me this week. Oh, and I've got breath, and I've got health, and I've got strength, and I can be here. Oh, we ought to enter in with that kind of an attitude. Oh, and it ought to continue on. But you know what? That scripture only gets us into the outer core. Oh, we, we want to move from the outer court into the holy place and ultimately into the holy of holies. That's where we desire to be. But see, we want to jump from the praise and the worship to get us into the courts without moving through what is between me and the holy place. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to step on your toes because it steps on mine. What was between that entrance and the holy place? There was an altar of sacrifice and there was a brazen labor of water. Flesh. There was a place that, that today we would liken to repentance. That, and, and once the priest offered the sacrifice on that altar, before they could enter into the holy place, they had to go over to that big wash basin. And they had to wash their feet. 
and they had to wash or wash their hands and wash their feet. I, I got that mixed up because I was thinking ahead. Because I've always wondered why they washed their feet. Blood on the base of the altar. That sacrifice, they had to sprinkle the blood. It got on their hands when they were holding that, that they had dipped. Oh, and the blood, when they were sprinkling it, it sprinkled down onto their feet, and they had to wash that off because they were fixing to enter in to the holy place, the holy place where they could commune with God, where God would meet with them, and they could offer up that incense, those prayers that went up before God. Oh, they were entering into that place. And today, you know, I, I thought about this. I, I taught a little bit on Tuesday night about sin and about repentance. And, and my message this morning is, is based on that. But I don't know that I'm going to get to it. Because I'm just going to follow what God says this morning. You're all right with that. See, we want to move into the presence of God. We want that manifest presence of God. We don't want just a, a, a normal, oh yes, it felt so wonderful in there. I've already felt wonderful in the presence of God. It's been great. I could leave here right now and I can say, oh man, I, I felt the Holy Ghost there. But sometimes we get comfortable with just feeling the Holy Ghost. And we can we can leave and say, you know, it was enough. Lord, just, just feeling that presence was enough. And God saying, no, it's not enough. I've got more for you. I've got greater things that I want you to experience. There, there's more that, that I want you to know. There's more that I want you to feel. There's more that I want to empower you with. Amen. Listen, we live in dark times. And if we're going to be an effective light in this world, it's going to take more than a Sunday morning walking into the house of God and feeling a little move of the Holy Ghost and saying, okay, I'm good. I felt the presence of God. No, we need to get into the holy place. We need to get in where that incense can be offered to God and say, Lord, let me, let me lift up some prayers to you. We need to be able, the priest, the high priest was the only one that could enter into the holy of holies where the Shekinah glory dwelt. Oh, but when Jesus Christ was crucified, that veil was ripped from the top to the bottom and he opened access. We can move not only into the holy place as priests, but we can move in to the holy of holies. We can move into the place where the presence of God dwells. He, the scripture says that he dwells, he resides within me. You really want to know somebody? Go to their house. Go to where they dwell. A dwelling place is not like a like a church or like a place of business, any of those things, because people are not truly relaxed and, and they don't they don't show who they truly are in those places. Amen. You know, when I'm at when I'm at the at my house, I may have on a ragged pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt. But I don't come to church that because it wouldn't be appropriate. 
But you know what? I feel a lot more comfortable in an old pair of sweats, uh, sweatpants and a t-shirt. I, I feel a whole lot more comfortable. I can promise you I'm not going to go work in the yard or, or go out there and work with the animals or, or, or go, you know, get on the tractor and, and start doing some mowing or whatever. And what I'm wearing right now, it ain't going to happen because that ain't me. You want to know me? Drive by and see me out there on my lawnmower. You're not going to see me like this. If you ever, if you ever happen to, to, to be at my place and I'm working out in the barn, you're going to see me sweaty. You're going to see me dirty. Probably going to see sawdust or metal shavings on me. That's who I really am. I mean, that, I, I, I like to work. I like to work with my hands. I don't mind getting dirty. I want to accomplish something. Yes. You want to really know God? Go to where he dwells. Yes. Examine where he dwells. Listen, God is not a God that just sits on a throne and looks good. God didn't even come to earth in a comely form. He didn't come here as some pretty boy all dressed up and saying, look at me. Oh, he came in power and in demonstration and in works. He came and did a work among people. He came and went down into the, into the areas where the poor and the needy and the blind and the lame and the whole and the diseased were. Yes. He said, oh, I'm a doctor, and doctors need sick people like sick people need doctors. That's right. That's right. By the way, pray for Brother Cruz. They're, they're at Central Care this morning. He's having still having problems with his, with his leg, and he needs God to touch him. Yes. Matter of fact, let's just stop for a minute, all right? Yes. Let's pray for him. God, right now, you see Brother Cruz. You know that he's battled with this long enough, God. Lord, and we're asking you right now in the name of Jesus to send healing to him, God. Lord, take this sickness away in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Lord, speak to your people, God. Lord, let us know, God. Lord, give us that understanding, God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 See, church, God is God is is moving in our midst because He is He's He's pushing us. He, he, I know the Scripture talks about Him drawing, but I believe in the last day God's given us a push. Oh, He still draws people to Him, but His people, I believe, He's pushing us, saying, "Listen, you got to get out of your your comfort zone where you're at. You are filled with the power." Of God. Amen. Listen, you're filled with God's Spirit. All the power that comes with the Holy Ghost resides within you. You have authority over every evil spirit. There's nothing that can come against you that can harm you. The Lord wants us to take comfort in that and, and truly trust Him. Amen.
Church, allow me just a moment of transparency. God just kind of prompted me with this. And I'll, I'll, I'll share a moment with you personally. And when we really start communing with God, it causes some, some inward focus. It causes us to really start examining ourselves. If I were to ask here today, is there anybody here that you have any doubts in God? Probably no one of you would raise your hand. Because we know that God is all-powerful. We, we've seen the miracles that God's done. We've seen how God provides. We've seen just innumerable uh, he would go into the cities different cities and, and God used him mightily and he would go into the hospitals and pray for everybody and they'd get they'd get healed and they'd, they'd empty out the hospitals and and it got to the point to where there weren't sick people in the hospitals. And so he started going to the morgue. He started going to the morgue because there weren't any sick people to pray for. And he started praying. You know, when I read about these things, I, 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 I was having one of these moments in prayer, one of these times, because God's been dealing with me. And I, like I said, I talked some about this Tuesday, about repentance. Listen, we can't access the presence of God without repentance. And, and if there's any of you here today that, you know, you just say, oh, well, I don't need to repent. I, I'm all good. I rebuke that spirit. Prideful spirit. Yeah. Because the scripture says that we all have sinned. And we are still imperfect. And there are, there are frailties. There are weaknesses. There are things that we need to repent. And, and if you don't know them. If you don't recognize them. Spend a little time with God. And, and let God begin to reveal some things to you. I, I began to talk to God this week, and I, I was just repenting of, of, you know, of different things. And I, you know, I told him, I said, "Listen, I know I'm, you know, I'm weak and I'm frail, and and I've got my own, you know, my own thoughts and my own ideas. And sometimes I try to interject my will in before your will. I know none of y'all ever do that. We don't ever try to, you know, conform God to our ways instead of conforming to His ways." But I started, I, I just finally hit a moment to where I was being honest with God. And I said, God, I just don't understand. I said, I don't doubt you for anything. I have, uh, you know, I have this, this awe, this reverence for you. And, and there's nothing that could turn me 
from you. There's nothing that could change my mind from the fact that you are God and you alone are God yes. and that you can do all things. There's nothing that I could ask, that I could think, that I could imagine that could ever come up that you can't handle. Amen. There's nowhere I can go that I'm out of your presence. You're everywhere, you're at every time, and you can do everything. Amen. And I know that. And so what having faith is, then I've got total faith. So where's the disconnect, God? What's going on? And, and, and I sat there for a moment. I, I would love to say that, you know, the Lord just began to speak to me and reveal to me. Well, what happened is in that moment of silence, I began to think about Mark. And I began to understand it's not that I have doubts in God. It's that I have doubts about me. And if, if we're honest with ourselves, that's where, our, that's where our, our weakness comes up. It's because you know you, and I know me, and I know my frailties, and I know my weaknesses. And, and I can't understand why God would choose someone like me to use to do something great for somebody. of the Holy Ghost. Listen, I, I can take something good and mess it completely up. I'm good at that. I, I can remember as a child I was able to do this. I, I had a toy that I, that I really liked. It was, I don't know if y'all remember, it was called an inchworm. And you would sit on this thing. It was just big green worm. And you would sit on it and bounce up and down and it would go. And it made this wonderful clicking. And my mind was intrigued. What makes it click? <laughs> and so I went to my dad's toolbox, and I got some tools, and I started disassembling. And I reached a point, and I was like, uh-oh, i got to be able to put this back together. And the inchworm never inched anymore. <laughs> and, and, and the clicking went away. And, and I, I never figured out what caused it because I could take something that was perfectly good and mess it up. That's right. <laughs> and I know in me that I can do the same thing with God. Why would you trust me with something this, this precious, God? Why would you give me something like this? And so I begin to realize, oh, I begin to realize problem is not God. Come on now. The problem is not that he's not able. No. It's that I know I'm not able. Amen. And so I, I don't want to I don't want to get out there and mess something up for somebody. Yeah. And so I believe the lie of the enemy that says, oh, if you get out there and do it, you're going to mess it up. Wow. It's a lie. Right. And, and so because of that, I, I've, I've limited myself and I've blocked the operation of God through my life. Oh, you talk about a moment of revelation. I don't know if this is helping anyone today, but listen, 
God's not worried about you messing up his perfection. He used earthen vessels and turned just regular old water into water. It wasn't purified water. It wasn't perfect water. And it was it was pots made of dirt. If he would put that miracle wine into those vessels and serve it to the guests at the wedding feast, then listen, he can entrust the power of the Holy Ghost to us. It's his gift. It's his miraculous. It's his power. And, and, and not only does that, does that minister through us, but it purifies this earthly vessel. This, this body of clay, if you will. Or as Brother Jeff Arnold would say, this dirt ball. <laughs> I don't have to worry about, uh, about going and, and praying for someone for healing and, and wondering, well, God, are you going to heal them? Or, or God, well, if it's not your will to heal them, maybe this is a sickness under death. You know, I, I read about Smith Wigglesworth, and, and I know y'all heard me talk about this man. But what a miraculous moving of God that, that operated through this man for over 40 years. This man, you know, he, he couldn't read when he, when he came to God. And the only book that he ever read was the Bible. God helped him to learn to read, and that's all he ever read. But you know, over 40 years of praying for people... He never once laid his hands on someone and prayed for them for a healing that they didn't get healed. See, the enemy comes to us and, and wants to convince us, oh, well, you, you don't know God's will on that. You know, you, you, don't, you don't know uh, whether that's a sickness unto death or, or what it is. And you may be praying against God's will. Well, let me tell you my, my thoughts about sicknesses unto death. When we enter into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, how many people die there? If we're operating through the power of the kingdom where there is no death, why am I worried about whether it's God's will for somebody to die here or not? That's right. right. Amen. Scripture says that he came to give life. And that abundant. Listen, God is able to overlook our weaknesses and our frailty. He's able to, he's able to take what, what sometimes we even mess up with and say, you know what, I, I understand and I can I can still work. Amen. 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 I, I, I'm trying to talk to you this morning out of my heart because, listen, God is leading us into something beautiful. Yes, yes. And, and He's He's trying to He's trying to open our understanding. Amen. I, God has has been dealing with me for several weeks now about the significance 
of repentance in the church. You know that repentance, of course, we know that that's where we confess our faults to the Lord and, and we get, you know, we get forgiveness. Yes. But we want to stop right there. Do you know that that is not the only function for repentance? Think about when Jesus came to John. John was baptizing. What did John baptize to? What was John's baptism? It was a baptism unto repentance. Jesus went to John and said, I need you to baptize me. John said, oh no, I can't baptize you. And he said, yes, I need you to do this. It must needs be done. Yes. He said, so, so he went, now here's the one that's perfect. No sin. He needed to be baptized unto repentance. He was baptized, came up out of the water. What happened? God was pleased. God was pleased. There was a voice proclaiming, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The spirit came down and, uh, as, as of a dove and, and, and dwelled upon him. But it also that the heavens were opened. Yes. How many of you have ever prayed and said, Lord, just open the windows of heaven and pour blessings out? Yes. Anybody ever prayed that? Yes. Listen, we can't have an open, open heaven without us having repentance. Yes, right. Our repentance will open heaven to us because that's pleasing to God. Because now we're asking God for that complete forgiveness so that the open heavens are above us and the blessings of God can begin to flow through us. You realize that all of that took place before Jesus did his first earthly miracle. That's the, that's the key to the whole thing. <laughs> the ministry began. The ministry yep. started. Yes. Right after he was baptized Amen. and repentant and the heavens were open. Amen. And so as we start daily, you know, I say daily. Paul talked about dying daily, but I think it's a lifestyle. I, I don't think it can be a, well, I got up this morning and I repented and I'm good all day. You know, the scripture talks about if a man, you know, sin against you 70 times that, you know, you need to forgive him. You know, and... and, and Listen, whatever I said, while, the, while, while that is, 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 is exuding from my body, however it is, mind, mouth, body, whatever it is, however it is that I'm sinning, whatever's going on, while that, it, right, right as, as soon as I'm aware of that, that word of repentance needs to be on my lips. I, I need to stop right then and say, whoa, wait a minute. You know what, God? That wasn't pleasing. I need you to forgive me. Amen. Yes. Because I don't want you to ever close up the windows of heaven. I need your blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is this helping anybody? Today? Yes. Is your pastor just rambling? I need to wrap it up. <laughs> I, I, I want to see us 
I, I want to see us move into the next realm that God has for us. Amen. God wants us. He called us through, through a, a tongue and interpretation this morning. He called us to come to him and let him let, let him show you. Yes. Let him give you understanding. Let him reveal to you things that will bring you into that uh, that operation of the spirit. Let him let him teach you and train you. Amen. He has gifted you with power that is beyond measure. I've learned in, from the from the construction trades that you know it never ceases to amaze me that you know all right we've got right here I've got a, a, a 20 amp circuit that's 110 volts or 120 volts and that's a, a, a certain amount of power well, I go back to the panel back over here and the panel that feeds that it has 200 amps in it and it has 240 volts. So there's more power there than there is here. Come on. And then I can go from that panel outside to the transformer, and that transformer may have 10,000 volts in it, and, or 480 volts and 10,000 amps. And, and, and you know, I, I look at that and I'm going, wow, 480 volts? You know, I mean, man, you can power all kinds of stuff with that. And, 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 you know, I mean, all of these amps and volts and all of this stuff. But listen, go back to go back to the transfer station where all of this comes out. Right. It's feeding thousands and thousands and thousands of little transformers yeah. that are doing 480 volts and, and hundred thousands of amps. Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't stop there because the transfer station is just that. It's where it runs all the way from the source of the power to this point, and it's distributed. Yes, yes. We're not talking about, oh, man, with the Holy Ghost, I'm able to plug into the power source. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not only able to plug into the power source. I, I, I'm not only able to walk over to the, to the panel that's in this building. I, I, I'm not plugging in to the transformer that's outside. I'm walking back to the source where all the power is generated. That's where my connection is. Yes. There's power there that powers multiple cities. Yes. It's, it, it ties into a grid that powers the entire nation. Yes. I, I'm plugged into that. I'm not just plugged into a little 120 volt limited power. No, I've got more power within me through the Holy Ghost than I could ever use. You know, we, we have all of that at our fingertips. God wants us to use that power. Yes. And, and, and the limiting factor is this flesh right here. That's right. It's not God. It's no. not the power. It's this flesh right here going, oh man. Have you ever had something that you were afraid to plug up? <laughs> I ran across a lady that um she was a
she had this dryer in her home, and she wouldn't plug it up, so she hung all her clothes up in her bathroom. <laughs> she was afraid to plug that up. Flesh. I, I'm, I'm afraid, God. I, I'm afraid that I'll mess something up. I'm afraid that I'll, I'll, I'll operate outside your will. I, I'm afraid that, that, you know, that the words I say won't be right. I, I'm afraid that I, I won't handle it right. Listen, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Woo! Well, come on, let me, let me say that again. Somebody here needs to realize God is not giving you that fear. Oh, we think about sometimes that, you know, it's fear about other things. No, it doesn't limit the fear. God has not made you afraid. Whether it's a rational fear or an irrational fear, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Oh. You know, those rational fears that we talk about, those are the things that, that cause us to not be able to step into the supernatural and operate as God wants. Right. Right. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes. We start looking and saying, oh, well, I've got a natural fear of, of doing this because that's just not, you know, that's not the way it happens. I mean, Peter could have had that rational fear of stepping out onto the water. Yes, yes. But he overcame that fear and said, you know what? I'm dealing with something supernatural. I'm not dealing with natural. Yes. In the flesh, I can't walk on water. But in the, in the spirit, with the power of God, he called me to come, so let me do it. I'm going to experience something that natural man can't do. Yes. Do you realize that he was the only one that walked on water? Yeah, right. Oh, everybody says, oh, yes, but he fell. Yes, but he did it for That's a few right. steps. Yes. How, how many of you have, have walked on water? I used to try as a kid. I sunk every time. We'd have the pool. I'd say, watch, I'm going to walk on water. I didn't make one step. He made a few steps. Yes, he did. And, and then, when he started to sink, he said, Jesus reached out and grabbed his hand, and they went back to the boat. That's right. Doesn't say Jesus carried him back to the boat. I think that Jesus reached out and grabbed his hand and said, come on, walk with me. Yes. And he walked right back to the boat and yes. got in. Yes. Listen, that's the thing that God wants us to understand. Listen, we have this fear of failure. Right. We have this fear that if I step out and, and I start doing what God wants me to do, I'm going to fail. I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to do something wrong. I, I, I'm going to mess it up. You know what? If you do, God's right there. He'll reach out and grab Amen. your hand. He'll walk right beside you and say, come on, let me lead you. Let me show you how this is done. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Forget it, I'm not getting to my circle. And everybody says, amen. Stand with me. I, I do want us to do something before we leave. I've talked about the importance 
of repentance. Now I want us all right now just to take uh, just take a few minutes here before we leave. I want us to take a few minutes and just repent. Now let me quickly let me give you three things. I want you to repent of things in your mind, yeah. thoughts, attitudes, fears, those types of things. God, you know me, and I'm repenting. Uh, you know, I need you to forgive me for me because of me. Repent, number two, the things of this body. Things that you've done, things that you didn't do, this flesh. Whatever the Lord begins to bring to your mind, he knows you. If, 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 if there's some things that you've done in your flesh and you need to repent about those, repent about those. Maybe it was, maybe it was a word spoken. Maybe you, you know, maybe you uh, just really got mad at your at your spouse this morning, and you just let them have it. Well, you need to ask God to forgive you, and then when you get out of here, you don't ask them to forgive you too. Amen. Man, now I'm just changing the topic. <laughs> um, and then thirdly, I want you to repent for your spirit. You realize that we have. A spirit aside from the spirit of God we have our own human spirit yes. we call it our will and our will can be contrary to God's will and I want you to repent about that and say God if my will has gone against your will forgive me of that yes. and and as you as you start repenting just kind of Block everything else out. Don't, don't pay attention to who's around you. Don't do that. As the Holy Ghost begins to start you know, leading you, just, just repent. Just repent. Just ask God to forgive you. Listen, don't listen to your neighbor. Focus on yourself. We're family here, and we all need repentance. And so let's just take a, a, a moment here. It's still early. We, won't, you know, we can get out of here and still be at the restaurant by then. So let's take a few minutes and repent, and then afterwards, I want us just to allow ourselves to move into that holy place and just experience the next level in God.